Today, from the International Gospel Hour, we address some well-written biblical articles on the greatness of God, thoughts at the cross, and blessings only in Christ. Stay with us for a good study today, a potpourri of thought, from the International Gospel Hour. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For almost 90 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour, starting now. I am bound for the promised land. Thank you to our J-Web and greetings to all of you. And again, we come to you today with what we call our Biblical Article Broadcast. This is where well-written biblical articles are presented, things that have been penned from others based upon the Word of God. And as we always note, dear friends, good reading of the Word of God is important, and good writing based upon the Word of God and by the authority of the Word of God is good reading, and helps one to understand and grow. If you remember when Philip ran to the chariot, the eunuch asked him, How can I understand, if you will, unless some man should guide me? And so when we think about the writing of men, we want to make certain it is according to the Word of God. But they bring forth some thoughts that maybe we not have thought of otherwise. We're going to begin with our first article in a moment, but first, not only can you hear us, but you can also see us on our YouTube channel, and here is our J-Web to tell you how you can subscribe free to our broadcast on YouTube. Here's our J-Webb. Friends, you've listened to us over the air and online for years, and now you can see the International Gospel Hour program on our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and put International Gospel Hour in the search engine, and it will take you there. Please subscribe and click on the bell. You'll be notified each time a program is uploaded. It's free. Subscribe on YouTube today. From the February 2001 Firm Foundation, let's consider the article, How Great Thou Art, written by Elmer Paget. The thought of God is awesome. His powerful, living, penetrating word is also awesome. I would as soon take the name of God in vain as to belittle His word. When we come together to worship, we show disrespect to Him by not paying attention to His word that is being taught. We should cling and hold fast to every precious word of God. First, God is omnipotent. For lo, he that formeth the mountains, and createth the wind, and declareth unto man what is his thought, that maketh the morning darkness, and treadeth upon the high places of the earth. Jehovah, the God of hosts, is his name. Amos 4.13 Second, God is omniscient. He declareth unto man what is his thought. God knows what is in man. He knows all that the mind of man can devise and invent from generation to generation. Third, God is omnipresent, that maketh the morning darkness and treadeth upon the high places of the earth. God is everywhere. The omnipresent God steps on the mountain as we step on stones of the walk leading to our door. Fourth, the Lord, the God of hosts, is His name. He is the God of battle. It is a calamitous mistake to choose God for an opponent or in any situation to be on the opposite side from God. 
When we come together for worship services, it should be in the right frame of mind. Our thoughts should be upon the greatness and power of the Almighty and His love for us and that He carefully prepared the world in which we live. He created this world for our enjoyment and pleasure, and the fact that He gave His only begotten Son to prepare the way for our redemption only adds to the great debt we owe our Creator. None of us can know God as well as we would like. Our minds simply cannot grasp the true greatness of the nature of God. In Isaiah 55, 8-9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Worshiping God with reverence and godly fear is extremely important, because the Bible tell us, or tells us that God is a consuming fire, ever a jealous God, Hebrews 12.29, Deuteronomy 4.24. We should not only worship God with reverence, but we should teach our children to do likewise. God is kind and loving, but He expects us to obey His laws, and if we fail to do so, we will be punished. Some think of God as an indulgent grandfather type who will put his arms around us and overlook our sinful ways regardless of what we say or do. In 1 Chronicles 13.10, we are taught that the anger of the Lord burned against Uzziah and God struck him down because he put out his hand to touch the ark. Uzziah died. In Acts 5, verses 1-11, through 11, we read of Ananias and Sapphira who were struck dead because they lied to God. Reverence and fear of God will eliminate the distracting human innovations in public worship that are tearing some churches apart. When we focus on God's holiness, greatness, and goodness, froth and nonsense will evaporate like fog in the morning sun. Fear of God will result in strict obedience which glorifies and magnifies His holy name. It is this contemptible casualness about everything, especially about things that are holy and sacred, This is simply destroying us. We need to get a hold of it now. So true, friends. It is as true now as 20 years ago when that was penned. We must embrace God's holiness and goodness and remember the words of God penned through Peter in 1 Peter 1.16, Be holy, for I am holy. Dear friends, what a beautiful thought to pursue the beautiful holiness of God. And you know, friends, we want to encourage you toward that end, and we want to pause before we consider our next article and hear about our free Bible study course that we offer here at International Gospel Hour. Here are the details of how you can receive that study. Friends, the International Gospel Hour offers for free a Bible study course available by mail. That's right. At your own pace, you can study the Bible in your own home. It's free. Give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things that be of God. And now, friends, Truths at the Cross, penned by Dan Jenkins. As you stand at the foot of his cross, what great truths come into your heart? Sometimes our greatest understanding of truth comes in the midst of great trauma. At His cross, I learned the truth about myself. 
There were so many who were impacted by his death, and each had his own reason for being there. I wonder if I would have stood beside those who mocked him. Would I be among those who walked by and kept going with little interest in what was happening? Would I have stood beside his mother and sought to comfort her, or would I have not been there at all like those disciples who fled from the garden? The answer to these questions might be discovered by seeing what emotions I have during the meditation I do when I commune with him around his table. Second, at his cross I learned the sinfulness of mankind. Think of all the evil that filled the hearts of those evil men whose agenda brought about his death. Three times Pilate asked these men, What evil has he done? Luke 23:22. There is no answer to this question, for he never did even one thing wrong. The Jews could not find any evidence as to why he should die until two false witnesses lied about what he had said about the temple. Why was the mob so enraged? Why were the words spoken to him and about him so filled with such blasphemy? Evil is a reality in our world, and it has never been more seen or never been seen more clearly than at the foot of the cross. Third, at his cross, I learned the truth about my inability to save myself. My own goodness could not take away the guilt of only one sin. The only hope I have of heaven is that hanging on the cross was the one whose sinless life could redeem me. My sinfulness means I owed a debt, and on that cross was one who paid my debt. There was nothing I could do to remove sin, and God sent His Son to pay my debt. I feel my sinfulness and helplessness at the cross. Fourth and finally, at His cross I learn about God's providential love which surrounds me now. Jesus died for me, a mortal worthy of the torment of hell because of my rebellion. Now if God did that much for me when I was His enemy, how much more will He do for me now that I am His child? Meditate on these words. But God demonstrates His own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more Having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Romans 5, verses 8 through 10. He loved me then, and he loves me much more now. What a wonderful thought from our friend Dan Jenkins and his work with International Gospel Hour with bringing the article that he has penned here today. We appreciate Brother Dan, and I consider all brethren and I consider all brethren my friends. But one day I'm going to meet Brother Dan personally and thank him for this, and how grateful we are that we can consider these together. Got just a few more moments. How about this article? A little bit in part. In Christ, written by Robbie Eversoll. He states one cannot read the book of Ephesians without being impressed with Paul's repetition of the phrases in Christ, in Him, in whom, etc. And there are so many wonderful blessings in Christ. You know, when we look in Ephesians 1 and verse 3, we see all spiritual blessings are in Christ. There's redemption in Christ, Ephesians 1, 7. We look over to the writings of Peter in 1 Peter 1, 1 through 5. There's hope in Christ and peace in 2 Peter 1 and 2. Each one of these blessings individually should be enough to make us want to love and serve God with our whole being. And there's so much more for us to consider. The forgiveness that's in Christ, Ephesians 1, 7. The salvation that is in Christ, 2 Timothy 2 and verse 10. That we know we can be saved through our faith, our repentance. 
our confession of faith and to be baptized into Christ, for our sins to be washed away, raised to walk in newness of life. We appreciate you joining us today for our special biblical article segment. Those segments from Brother Episode's article, we hope to do that at another time more in-depth. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. To God goes all the glory. And we hope that our study today will draw you closer to His Word to walk in His way. To listen to it again or other broadcasts, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Oh,